Hello, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Banter, the podcast aimed at bringing you your dose of murder relaxation. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. The True Crime Banter Podcast. Today, tonight, we're recording this at night. Uh, <laughs> I will be taking the lead, mm-hmm. and we got a real episode for you guys. No microdose BS. This is full <laughs> I blown. Like the microdose BS. I mean, so do I. But just not time for don't it this tell time. Anybody. Okay. Uh, hi. How you doing? How you feeling? You've I'm been okay. up for a long time. I have. Yeah. A little tired. Open the coffee stand. 18 hours later. Here I am. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Also, happy Mother's Day. We're recording this on Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. So, so. happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. To all the motherfuckers. All the the mothers. (laughs) And the mother lovers out there. (laughs) Because I'm a mother lover. You're a mother lover. And we love each other's mothers. Uh, Like I said earlier, um, I will be taking the lead tonight. And tonight, we're going to be covering a case... Disappearance of Henry McCabe. I know that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think there's a been a few. I don't know. We do maybe a pretty a good podcasts. job of like not telling each other what they are. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm sure there'll be a point where we'll be like, oh, it'll click for you. Yeah. But until then, till then, I guess before then, mm-hmm. you got uh, some shout outs. Yeah, let's do that real quick. You don't yeah. have any, do you? I do, but uh, I'm gonna hold off. Yeah, we'll okay. hold off till. I don't the have next time. a ton, but. Um, a woman by the name of Bernadette, but she asked for us to call her Bernie. She said, hey there, thanks for the follow. I was even more excited because you are a true crime podcast. Just started catching up on all your episodes. Um, so yeah, she's like, I'm super excited about starting it. Well, thank you, Bernie. Yeah, I know. And then the murder, it's the M3, the M3 podcast, which stands for Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem. All right. They said this was the one that I believe I posted. They were so cute, and they did a little story of us um, with the Napoleon Dynamite. Oh yeah, yeah, GIF, they dance into whatever. our intro music. Yeah, they said y'all have the best intro music. <laughs> LOL, a little happy dance before the gruesome details. That's what I call balance. Ah, uh, yeah. Little face on there. Um, and I need to like pep up my voice a little bit. I'm so tired. Oh, you're it's tired. Like, what? I know. I'm you trying. Just get through these. I know. We'll get some bit of banter going, and then <laughs> you can just sit back. Um, Relax. Yes. And then then someone by the name, I don't know how to say this, so I'm going to spell it. They commented, and the the name is K A E L I E N P. Like Kalian P, it looks like. 
um, he, she, whoever they are, they said, I love y'all's podcast. I've been binging ever since you guys followed me. I love how you all cover different types of true crime. I also love how you all try to use your platform to help out. Thank you for the fantastic stories. Well, thank you, Kayleen, Kayleen, Kayleen P. I know, super nice. Yeah, that's what we try to do around here is be a little bit different and then honestly really just try yeah. to help out as much as we can. Yep, exactly. And I'm pretty sure that's what I got. Yep. Oh, okay. That's it on that. All right. Uh, now what about some bit of banter? So I didn't really, I mean, you can kind of make banter out of anything, right? Because yeah. that's the whole talking back and forth about something. It's I don't need to really like pose a question or whatever. Right. But I yeah, thought yeah. I would do a story and we could just like comment on really quick. Because okay. I was like, what like weird stuff is out there? So this title caught me and it pretty much just sums it up i mean i'm gonna give a little bit of detail but this is pretty much what <laughs> okay. caught my attention I'm ready. so it says i'm ready and waiting man who posed as special needs patient so home nurses would change his diapers sentenced for perverse deception i did you see this this was 2020 remember this go when this okay. happened so yeah it okay. happened yeah december of 2020 yeah, which what you know a what? Weirdo. I don't know if I didn't hear about it because 2020 was kind of a fog a for a lot of yeah. us. So I could see this getting only during a pandemic would something like this get Just lost. Fall under the, <laughs> yeah, yeah so, I remember. Uh, actually, you go ahead. No, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, it, there's not that many. It's pretty straightforward. I mean, the title yeah. is pretty much everything, but it says his name was Rut- Rutledge Diaz the Fourth. It says he pretended to be disabled and received sexual gratification from having his caretakers change his diapers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this sounds very yeah. familiar. Yeah. Um, it says that Louisiana State Police arrested Diaz, a 29-year-old New Orleans resident, in November of 2019. So he sentenced in December 2020, I guess. Following reports that Diaz was using the internet to engage in fraud and later commit sexual battery. Police said... In a press release, through the course of their investigation, police learned that Diaz had advertised on social media to find a home health care worker to look after his disabled 18-year-old brother, quote, Corey, end quote. However, once the workers arrived, Diaz would pretend to be, quote, Corey, end right. quote, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and have the woman change his diapers, which aroused him sexually. One of his victims, an unnamed woman, provided care for Corey on at least 10 separate occasions before she realized what was happening and reported him to the police. Yeah, I don't think it would take very long to be like, hey, buddy. Yeah. You're faking it. Yeah, he uh, (laughs) was charged with 10 counts of sexual battery. That's just, that is a weird kink. I don't know. This is why it sounds familiar. And these women are just trying to show up to help like a disabled person. Yeah. Like, these poor women are, like, I just fucking re- scarred for life now. Absolutely, yeah. How do you uh, ever volunteer to... And I guess after he was arrested, they saw his picture, and more women came forward and were like, what the fuck? I changed his diaper, too. Not what the surprised. hell? I just wonder... I, I remember this case or this story when it came out because I was like, what kind of uh, sexual gratification do you get from somebody else changing you? I don't know, but I do know that there's, I mean, there's got to be, like, some kind of website for this. Like, if you're already paying for a healthcare worker, you might as well pay for someone to, like, pretend. Oh, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, there sure. are people just, that will do is this. It, is it, like, erotic for them to be wiping you or something? I don't know. Like, I think or, touching the area. I don't yeah, know. I guess so. But guess what? There's, like, 
it's got to be the only i know right it's got to be the only way that like he probably could get somebody to touch him was if they thought that they had to yeah i like, guess so. to help I don't him know. out that's that's weird i do remember that story though oh yeah that, well, uh, i thought that would be interesting so here's I loved the banter it, i love the it. end <laughs> i want to know if anybody else uh gets off on the idea no you don't no i don't no you don't okay <laughs> no, never mind i, take I don't want to know i don't i don't no. want to know <laughs> no, we're good thank All you right. very much well no thank you i love this story <laughs> thank so much you i'm gonna do my own research later <laughs> i bet you will okay. <laughs> all right well uh i guess we should go ahead and hop into the story yeah let's do it this story takes place uh labor day weekend 2015 in Moundsview, Minnesota. 32-year-old Henry McCabe decides to spend a night out with the boys. Now, Henry, he was currently working as an auditor for the Department of Revenue in Minnesota. An immigrant from Liberia, Henry fought in the Liberian Civil War that lasted up until 2003. Uh, Shortly after the war ended, Henry made his way over to the U.S., eventually marrying his wife, Corrine McCabe, who gave birth to their two daughters. So this all begins the night of September 6th, 2015. Corrine is out of town, out of the state, actually, uh, visiting family in California. Henry, he's spending the day hanging out with his buddy, William Kennedy, will come to find out that William is actually the last person to knowingly see Henry still alive. William and Henry, they decide to meet up with another friend of theirs. So Calvin Johnson, not the football player. Uh, They meet Calvin at a club named Pavlitsky's, I think is how you say it. Uh, Not too far from where Henry actually lived. And as the night progresses, it's clear to his friends that Henry was going a little overboard with the alcohol. So much so that at one point they decided to take his keys and his wallet away from him, uh, making sure he wasn't able to drive himself home later that night. But also, at the same time, making sure that he can't continue buying out the bar. Can I ask real quick? You yeah. didn't mention anything about the children. Are they with the mom? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's okay. So the mystery of the night begins around 1.50 a.m. when William Kennedy says Henry hopped into his car so he could drive him home. Uh, William swears, though, that for some reason, Henry absolutely insisted that instead of being taken home, he be dropped off at a gas station. The gas station in question was about two miles away from the club they were leaving, but in the opposite direction of where Henry actually lived. Okay, so already weird. Yes. Okay. So William, for some odd reason, obliged to Henry's request and took him to the Super America gas station in the neighborhood of Fridley, Minnesota. Once there, William dropped Henry off and made his way back home. Now, for some reason, William kept Henry's keys and maybe just forgot to give him his keys once he dropped him off. But Henry's other friend, Calvin, uh, was still in possession of Henry's wallet, too. And obviously the car is, like, at the club? They just left the, the car there? Right. Like, he Henry, has his Henry's keys. Car. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. But it's not like somebody picked him up from his house. He took his keys with him, and the car's at his house. Yes. The car's at the club. His house or the club? The club. 
the car is at the club. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. You no, just said okay. his house for a second. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So Henry's car is still at the club. Right. They and said, Henry, you're not going to be driving home. Gotcha. And so we took the keys. Okay. But they also took his wallet, which I think is... That is weird, I too. I get it, but it's kind of weird. Yeah. Maybe so he wouldn't lose it? Uh, not as like a, not as like a control thing or something. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. But I mean, so basically it's 2 a.m. now and Henry has no keys, no money, and no form of identification whatsoever. And he's at a gas station. Not just some random gas station yeah. that he insisted he be dropped off at. Okay. And at this gas station is the last time he's ever seen alive. Uh, it's what happens in the next 30 minutes, though, that produces probably the most questions without any answers to any of them. Security footage? Is that what you're getting here? We'll see. Okay. So at 2.28 a.m., Henry McCabe makes a phone call to his wife, Corrine, oh. who, like I said before, in California with the daughters, Corrine, uh, sleeping, doesn't pick up the phone. And so what happens when people don't pick up a phone call? You call again? I don't know. You well, don't. I don't when know. Oh, you the, leave a voicemail. Okay, it, it that was a stupid voicemail. question. Is he calling from the gas station? Like a pay phone? Or does he have a cell phone? He's got a cell phone. Okay. He still has a cell phone. He just doesn't have wallet okay. or keys. Gotcha. Okay. And so this is about a half an hour after uh, William off. drops him off. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're correct. Good job. A voicemail. <laughs> uh, it goes to voicemail. And what you're going to hear next is the last thing that anyone's heard from Henry. Wow. Now, I do want to forewarn people that the voicemail, see, the actual voicemail itself is probably two minutes long. Um, and for some reason, it's impossible to find a full version of it. Huh. So the following what I have is kind of the, the extent of what is out there on the internet right now. Okay. And then Weird. the clip I'm going to play is actually going to replay itself twice over. Okay. So let me pull this up here. And again, just warning, graphic warning, because it's not a pleasant voicemail. Oh, shit. So, here we go. God. Yeah. Is that it? Just a bunch of weird noises. What the fuck? It sounds like the fucking alien versus predator or something. Right. What yeah. the hell? So that's the last thing anybody has ever heard from him. If that's even him, what the hell is that? Yes, it, I, trust it me. It's like you're being sucked through like a black wormhole or something. Yeah. That's just so a bunch weird. Of weird fucking sounds and I don't really what the <laughs> I don't even know like where to even begin on that. Right. I there's is there's a lot of a theories person? about what's going on with this case, and um, we'll cover those towards the end. Okay. But, yeah, initial thoughts that I had were the same ones that you had, and I think probably almost, everybody out there has. Yeah. Like, what it even is It almost sounds that? like if you could have a phone or a recorder underwater while someone's being drowned. Okay. Or something, it's like a... Like, it sounds right, like a right, weird, right. watery kind of almost. It sounds like a... Like a gurgle scream or something. It's so weird. Yeah. I can. So weird. There is a video that I uh, was exposed to when I was a young child. And by young child, I mean like in my teen years. And you in looked the it internet. Up. Yes. You mean exposed to as in like. As you in like, it up. yes. Yeah. I was gallivanting on the interwebs. <laughs> and 
and it is um it was been when things like the pain olympics and stuff oh were going yeah around. yeah yeah and this is a video that was brought up in the luca magnata case before like you cannot hot a shout exactly. out to the captain and I know this video, and it's a video of a guy that is basically drowning on his own blood. Oh, my God. I mean, like, that's the, the gist of it. How have you not, like, sought therapy or anything yet? Like, I, I'm into you know, some fucked up shit, but not like I'm that. I'm not into this. This is something I just came <laughs> upon while yeah, looking up, like, a, just stupid video. Pretty fucked up. Anyway. Continue. Yeah, and it's, it's very similar to what you're talking about, where he's trying Ugh. to breathe through basically... Almost like I would I would say people who like drown on their own puke because yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah, over yeah, yeah. And yeah. or they're drugged up or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got you. And this is very similar where it's yeah, like they're trying to breathe through yeah. water or something. Yeah, weird. So Ugh. this is where Henry disappears, uh, never to be heard from again. I can't even imagine like being the wife and getting that. Like I don't that voicemail, even, right? Like that's it's not even like a I love you or I'll see you soon or it's no, just it's sounds. Like, it's just sounds that you don't even know what they are and they sound terrible. Yes, I hundred percent agree. Absolutely, it, like, yeah, scary. Listening to it now, knowing that's just a voicemail. Yeah. Now then you realize my husband's missing. Okay. Continue. So please, I'm so invested. Go yeah, ahead. they they're notified the next morning by Kareen about the voicemail left by Henry. Um, and how his phone now goes straight to voicemail anytime she tries to call him back. So the investigators, they get a hold of Henry's friends, and they hear about the story, or I guess they hear the story about William uh, dropping him off at the Super America gas station. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things they do is pull the security footage from that gas station. Thank God this happened in, like, the 2000s-ish time, you know? Yeah, 2015, so... Updated enough that, like, good enough security, yeah. you know. And, uh, well, like I said, they they pull that security footage, and they're watching the wee hours of 2 a.m., and what do they find, Christian? They never see him. Nothing. Yep. They never see him. Piece of shit. Fucking William. Here's the thing, though. Okay. Police watched every second of that security footage from that night. And it turns out that Henry's friend William was mistaken. And it was actually a holiday gas station that he dropped him off at. So this, so he did drop him off at a gas station. He dropped him off at a gas station. Okay. And uh, so never mind, the gas station fine. was just a few minutes south past of this Super America one. So he got mixed up okay. as to which gas station he dropped him off at. So then they pulled the footage of this new one. Yes. And, and they pulled the footage and, yeah, they see him dropping him oh, off there. Okay. And then okay. <laughs> uh Yeah, and that's the last visual that they have of Henry alive. So now they have the last person, you know, to so talk to him So they see him being dropped off, but that's it? Yep. They don't and show him, And then he walks like... off, and they don't see anything else Oh, weird. So he doesn't go inside or nope. talk to anyone? And he doesn't or... have money? He, I mean, he doesn't have oh, yeah, his wallet? Yeah, clearly not, yeah. So, uh, weird. Yeah. It, this is a weird case. Wondering well, what happened, yeah. obviously. Weird. Okay. And like I said, that is the last time anybody, or the, the last visuals they have of Henry... Until two months later, when a kayaker in a nearby lake, only a few more miles away from that gas station, uh, discovers a dead body. And that body, sadly, was the body of Henry McCabe. Wait, how long was this after he was seen? Two months. So these are not remains remains. These are bones. No, these are his body. No, it is full remains. 
How months later, though, how is he still like intact? I mean, obviously he's decomposed, but he's That's not what I'm like. Saying. But usually by then, it's like down to bones. Usually, I don't know. months. That's months later. This isn't weeks later. Unless it's you, so cold. Wait, this is Minnesota. Do you say Minnesota? Yeah. So maybe it's cold enough. Yeah. This was you said September. Yeah, maybe could be preserved the Could've body a little more. Could have kept him cold, yeah. yeah and who knows I mean, if he had floated, this sounds gross, floated up onto an embankment or something that, like, he wasn't submerged in water the whole time. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But I'm just thinking, like, you found him in the water and nothing happened to him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would think that that would be one of the first things that uh, like, investigators would months think. Months in like, the water sounds gross. Like, yeah. things are falling apart in there for sure. So that's why I was like, maybe Probably. they found a yeah. skull. That makes more sense, but, like... No, I mean, the way they, did, yeah. they describe it, it was his dead body. yeah. Uh, and upon the discovery of his dead body, uh, the autopsy showed that there was no defense wounds and that Henry's cause of death was drowning. So to me, I guess not to me, um, there's one other thing that they found on his body. So he was clothed, clothed still. Mm-hmm. And to me, the most intriguing piece of evidence that they found on his body, other than the fact that he just had clearly drowned and wasn't defending himself was that his cell phone was in his pocket but the battery to his cell phone was in a different pocket okay yeah so that is weird here's where like the the idea or the battery not being in the phone still comes into play okay because uh the reason somebody would take a battery out of a phone, I guess, is to not be tracked in my head. Right. Not be traced or whatever. Um, and the thing is, even when a battery's not dead, but when it's on in your pocket, whatever, it's still going to ping to different yeah. locations. Okay. So then, obviously, with the battery out of it, it's not pinging to anything. So right. that is where you can't figure out where he's been at since. But, uh, luckily for the police, they were able to find three pretty significant pings on his phone for when it was still had the battery inside of it. So on the night of his disappearance, uh, his cell phone, like I said, pinged to three significant locations. Uh, the first ping occurred to the tower nearest the nightclub that they were at. The second ping occurred to the tower nearest the gas station he was dropped off at. And the third ping occurred around 2.30 a.m. So assuming it was the phone call that he made to his wife. Uh, and it pinged to the tower located nearest where his body was found. So either he didn't want to be found or someone else didn't want his phone to be found because it would be found with his body. Right. Okay. Correct. Okay. But he was, whatever that last voicemail was, it seems... Something You happened. can assume, yeah, that it was in... The location of where his body was found because it pinged to the nearest tower to that location. Maybe not right where it was found, but in that vicinity, I suppose. So, this all, what, what do I want to say here? This all uh, makes sense, right? Where these pings are coming at. Yeah. In regards to the There's story like a trail. that we're being heard. okay. Yeah. We know he was here, we know he was here, and we know he was found here. So it makes sense that all of these were pinged here. Okay. That is until you look at a map of these different locations. Yeah. Because the distance from the gas station to the lake where he was found is nearly five miles. 
which doesn't sound like a ton. Really quick, not to interrupt, but yeah. and maybe you'll go over this, but I just feel like as like a police person, like the last person that you have him with, are you comparing the pings on his phone as well with the same? They, all I can say you is they know? did enough digging into William that they cleared him as a suspect. Okay. I would have to assume Which has that been they done probably before did. and yeah. not always worked out. But right. if they did enough, then okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't always that's mean. that's obviously the first person I'm like weirded out yeah, about. Like, who did, who dropped her him? friend off with nothing? Right. At a gas so, station. So, like I said, there's there's a few theories about what went on here, and we'll kind of go over Okay. There's so many the weird end. cases like this that just don't have any fucking thing that makes sense about it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. weird. So, so like I said, this uh, where he was located, this lake, is nearly five miles from the gas station that he was last dropped off at, which uh, if he was traveling by foot yeah. to get to the lake within this half-hour period to make the phone call over near that tower. And it's freezing. And it's, yeah, 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Uh, they basically said he had to be, you know, sprinting at a, at a pace that was not really feasible even for the average person. Okay. Let alone someone that's so inebriated that he can't, right. <laughs> can't drive home. Yeah. So somehow Henry was able to get close enough in the direction of the lake that he was found that when he called his wife, the, like I said, phone call pinged to the tower nearest the lake. Now, unfortunately for us, the case of Henry McCabe's death is a closed one in the eyes of the investigators because uh, they kind of wrote it as an unsuspicious death by drowning okay so like an accident yeah okay yeah they just assume a drunk dude that somehow got over to the lake in an unreasonable amount of time and okay. you know stumbled in who knows however i'm sure as we've kind of discussed a little bit and other people listening out there right now um they're probably thinking to themselves that there has to be more to this story I know I am. I'm I'm fully invested that yeah, I'm it like, wasn't just an accident. Stops? The first time I heard this story and when I was researching this, I was like, sometimes you just got to be real about things. and like, yeah. hey, people fuck up. The dude got drunk and right. stumbled into a lake and unfortunately drowned. You yeah. Know? And I thought that that was this case at first. But the more research I did, I was like, mm, I, I don't know about this. Yeah. So there are a few um, theories that have been tossed around, none that have really stuck enough to get police to reopen the case, uh, but enough that people are like, there's there's something more yeah. going on. So the first theory is that other local Liberians were responsible for his death. Local what? Liberians, because he's from Liberia. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't know why it sounded like librarian. I was like, what the well, hell? Liberian, librarian. <laughs> Pretty close. What the fuck? Yeah, so apparently an association called the Coalition for Justice in Liberia, uh, they took great interest into this case. Uh, the, this group basically tries to help those who served and fought in the Liberian Civil War back okay. in, again, it ended in 2003. Yeah. Um, but they they try to help almost like a... Like Send a Vet or yeah. um, Wounded okay. Warriors Project yeah, yeah, yeah. type of deal. Okay. So they believe that this could be a situation where a group of Liberians who also immigrated to America, uh, but were on the opposite side of the war from Henry. 
So on the, you know. And they attacked him. Is that what you're saying? That they what, found him walking down the road at two something in the right. morning in Minnesota. Yeah. Almost some sort of like, okay. like gang war type shit. Okay. You know. What's the next one? So. That's not fucking real. The next one, simple enough, violently attacked by an animal out there. Okay. Um, would kind of make sense. More plausible than the mad Iberians. Yeah. Would kind of make sense for the uh, um, weird noises. Or yeah. near, weird sounds. Yeah. But none there, none of the animals in that area, especially where that lake is, it's like a, it's not a rural lake. It's like yeah, very right. um, populated. Okay. So they're like, it. there's no yeah. way. Like mountain lions and shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, this is where this third one is a theory that I think kind of plays into the whole Civil War one. Okay. Where you were talking about, oh, so they just found him and killed him yeah and that's that uh william kennedy had something to do with his death the one that dropped him off at the gas station okay so and i put a couple notes here um they cared enough to take his keys and wallet away but not to actually take him home right like hey you know dude what, we don't want you driving home but we're gonna drop you off at this random gas station you know what though um i was gonna bring this up when you said that earlier that like i've been around people who are intoxicated and there is no fucking right negotiating especially dudes yeah like i mean chicks too you know i'm not trying to sound like that but they're like especially i need to care of myself just let me off here and like you cannot talk with them like it's like you know what he's a grown-ass man i'm not like gonna fight with him in my car like if this is where you want to be dropped off i'm not gonna like which Makes have sense. A fight with you, but the thing is, again, where the gas station they went to, it's the opposite it's direction no, I of agree. where the and, home is. But also, you can't ask him about it because he's fucking drunk as hell. You can't be like, "Why do you want me to drop yeah. you off here, dude?" He's probably throwing a fit in the car. Just fucking let me out or whatever. Like, who knows? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. that's I did put that here. I said, if anything, by that point, I'm like, get the fuck out, then bye. So. I get that. But leaving I'm him still with like, no why would you? Stuff, like, why would you different. be heading the other direction though? But that's what I'm wondering. I don't because I don't know why. But I'm just thinking like, was he gonna meet a mistress? Like, well, see, girlfriend pick him up again. We're we're basing this theory off the fact that Henry was the one that said, "Come drop me off at this gas station." Now, I because William is right. saying that Henry said that. Yeah. Now, what I wrote here is, what if the original plan was to take him somewhere like the lake? and kill him whatever but why and like i um, again goes yeah. back to the whole civil war type thing like maybe they did have something out for him and they're liberian they're his friends you know mm-hmm. and so uh i put right here possibly original plan to take him to lake and kill him uh again henry argued enough with william regarding the direction they're driving that william just said like you're talking about okay fuck it dude i'm just gonna drop you off yeah. here then Henry's saying, Where, why aren't we going home? And then eventually William comes back and finishes the job. Yeah, or is it possible that in his drunkenness, he just got gas stations mixed up and confused and wanted to be dropped off at one that he thought was closer? Right. Or yeah. who knows, you know? Yeah, but that's also why William and them took his keys because William supposedly is not drunk enough and should know which direction to go. Yeah, William, but I'm talking about Yeah, but Henry. Like, what if Henry's just fucking super fucked up and he's just like, drop me off at this gas station, but it's actually not the one he's thinking of and it's actually further. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. then, William, you're the 
You're the but sober that's one. what I'm saying you know, you is that he can't where... argue with this dude who's just like, just fucking take me there. Like, who knows if he's screaming yeah. at him or I don't know. Yeah. Right. Anyway. So the fourth theory, and I put the main theory out there, okay, um, is that Kareen, his wife, set this whole thing up. Okay. Being in California while it all took place. Great oh, alibi. Right. Convenient. And you get somebody else. Yeah. Okay. So uh, listening, uh, there's a... <laughs> There's like a 30-minute phone call between Kareen and a private investigator that she actually hired. And I listened to it, and she says that she spoke to Henry around 2 a.m. and that they argued. So this is like right when they're leaving the club. They argued that Henry should be home studying for the CPA exam he was going to have to take. And this is proven by phone records? Correct, yeah. And at one point, she then set up a three-way call between Henry and one of his other friends to try to go pick him up to take him home. So she, again, she's on board with the fact that Henry was way too drunk and that somebody needed to take him home, and she's trying to set up a third friend to be the person to go pick him up, take him home. Gotcha. Uh, It's interesting. She's already up that late at night or early in the morning, but then doesn't answer when he calls and leaves the voicemail. 20 or 30 minutes later, right? Okay. So, like I said, she claimed that she was trying to set up a friend to pick him up. Okay. Now, here's where things get kind of weird. Um, I'm, I just have random notes here about her situation. Okay. But originally, there was a $10,000 reward put out for any—this is before he was found—any information leading to his discovery. And the agency that put up that $10,000 reward eventually revoked it and said— Never mind, there's no $10,000 reward because Kareen was withholding information from investigators. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So things that. get a little more a little more dicey between the two. Okay. Now, to add to that, there are text messages between Kareen and Henry that show that their marriage may have been on the rocks, talking okay. about how, uh, well, maybe you should you know, figure out how to set up child support. And, and she's texting back, you know, you've got a free phone. Uh, I don't need child support or you don't need me paying child support or something like you should just take care of our daughters. Something along those lines to where it seems like... Kareen paying child support? I, I don't exactly. Yeah, it's really weird. confusing, okay. but okay. you can tell that... Uh, Who knows what the situation was? Maybe she did make more money yeah. than him. I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, then there's this part where Kareen in this phone call to this private investigator says that she was tracking Henry for years on his cell phone. So she was using some sort of uh, Google map app, not actual Google maps, but it was like a tracking app that used Google maps or in conjunction with Google maps where she obviously didn't trust him. Yeah. This goes thought back he was pretty far. Yeah. She said, I've been tracking him for years. That's why he took the battery out. Here's the thing. Okay. A week before he disappeared, Henry cleared his phone, swiped it, as the uh, private investigator likes to say, and cleared off the app that was tracking him. So he knew it was there. He knew the app was there? Was it like the Find My iPhone or whatever? It's similar to that, where you can just... So yeah. he knew it was there? I don't know if he knew it was there. Yeah, because how else would you? But that is quite the coincidence or, or that... Or he wiped the whole phone and it just got... It disappeared. It, it didn't just went re, in there with yeah, the rest of it. Yeah, didn't re-download it, yeah, yeah, it or yeah. whatever. Yeah, so it is quite an unfortunate coincidence, if that's the case, that the 
a week after he, you know, swipes off her her tracking info that all of a sudden he disappears. Or who knows what was said in person. She could have been like, I'm going to use all this evidence against you in court. And he's like, not if I can fucking clear it first. Right. And he fucking, yeah. You know, and, you know, who knows? Yep. Yeah. So that's where, I mean, the gist of the phone call that I was able to listen to between her and this private investigator, that's what the gist of it was, was like, oh, he's basically, they're arguing, even though she's paying him to look into what happened to her husband, they're arguing because he's saying, listen, you're not telling us all the information and it does not look good for you. Yeah, help because me help of you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you need to tell us everything. Like she came back to Minnesota when all this was going down and then for three days went back to California too. But she didn't tell them that. And it, it's a whole mess. And that's kind of the uh, the theory I'm subscribing to is that I think she is involved in some way. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. I mean, we've heard of cases before where we find out later that people are withholding information because it's something that they think is important. Right. They think it's embarrassing. They don't want it out. Yeah, and it's not actually because it, yeah. they did anything bad. It's like, well, I didn't want everyone to know that he was cheating on me mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Or she or was cheating on him. Or we, we had a bad marriage. Yeah, something like that. But also that. withholding information. Yeah. It just doesn't come off like you genuinely want to find them. Never And that happens luck, yeah. all the time. My wife, would, this just happened. I was just listening to True Crime Daily where this guy was like, yeah, my, my pregnant wife went missing. And they're like, can we come inside? And he's like, no can't come in my house and they're like mm. <laughs> and you also can't look at my phone and they're like mm. yeah. okay so how Something's badly do you really want to find them yeah yeah so actually what i want to do i'm going to play the voicemail or yeah the voicemail one more time again I was actually going to ask you it's going to gonna play play back twice Ugh. so okay here you go just weird just so weird so i actually i put a couple other theories down um a couple of other theories that one's like suicide like oh he he was his relationship was on the rocks and even though he had a good job like he was getting bad reviews and so i mean you know ptsd i mean like it's it's, could happen yeah what that doesn't i believe that more than the the like iberian people chasing after him in the woods and stuff i believe that more yeah it doesn't fully explain the phone call to the ex-wife unless yeah. you're like trying to rub it in her face but then you're taking your battery out after right but then also were you hoping to get her did you want to leave a voicemail like i don't right. know you didn't yeah. know she wasn't going to pick up i, don't know. I yep. don't know and then you take the battery out of your phone yeah for exactly what odd reason. so they don't find your body yeah i don't know i don't know and also how did you get all the way over to the lake Wait. that quickly yeah because you would have had to yeah you would have had to have whatever happened to you happen to you and then you take the phone and separate it. Yeah, so you would yeah. have obviously had to take the battery out you and then kill yourself. drowning or and like, then real drowned after? Yeah, I just thought about exactly. that. What the heck? That's yeah. where the suicide... So clearly someone else took it out yeah. after harming him or, you know, he did it. Yeah. But anyway. Um, another one, and maybe this uh, makes a little more sense, is that he might have been drugged at the nightclub. Okay. To where maybe somehow, you know, maybe there was like a uh, a good Samaritan that was like, 
you know, buddy, can I help you get home after he gets dropped off at the gas station? And eventually he's just like, yeah, drop me off right here. Kind of like you're saying, like, just drop me off here, which is how he gets to the lake so quickly. But then you listen to the noises that he's making. If that's him making those noises, if you're tripping on drugs or if something. He, if, yeah, if he gets drugged at the club, who would do it? What would be the motive? Was it just an accident? Was someone hoping right. to drug him there and then get him back home and do something to him? If that's the case, why would you let him go free? Yeah. Because now you run the risk of him ODing in public and being discovered. And then what if somebody saves his life? And then he's like, why? I'm drugged. I don't know who what did happened. this to me? Yeah. yeah. Now there's an yeah. investigation. Like, it just seems sloppy. Yeah. yeah. I, well, again, yeah. just theories. And these right. are like smaller ones right. tossed to the side. Yeah. Um, and then last. But not least, I said aliens. Now, I know you're looking at me weird. Not really. No, you're, I know. Listen, <laughs> you're looking at me weird because you're thinking I'm trying to call you out or something. Because, no. Uh, but actually, though, if you if I've watched any alien movies out there, imagine if you were being abducted or something was happening to you. Now, imagine that, and then I'm going to play it one more time. What would it sound like if you were being abducted or taken over by aliens? So when I said Predator versus Alien earlier, you didn't I was say like, it. I didn't want to say anything because this is like... I, I, it does sound like it. it. It's weird. It is, yeah. It, it is funky. noises that don't make sense, but again... Uh, these are noises that if something's happening to Aliens you. Aliens would have the power to make it look like an accident, dude. Just yeah. saying, guys. Just I know saying. this isn't where we go to talk about aliens. I might start another podcast, <laughs> but just saying, I am a believer. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like I said, the the investigators themselves, this is an open-shut case. I mean, it's done. It's over right. with. They don't care. Because all the evidence points to that, and they don't want to have mean, to open it. Unless you're brought yeah. something that opens it back up, there's no point. They've got enough evidence to, to show that. He drowned, and yeah. you guys say he was inebriated, and there was a lake. I just like, they're not asking how he got to the lake. I they know just know it's that like he probably so did. picky with the details and stuff, but I would love to know like what the remains were, because yeah. you can't find out a lot if it's fucking tissue, and of course you're gonna root an accident. You don't have anything else. There's no gunshot wounds. It's all bones. There's no strangulation well, marks. Again, it's all I bones. Mean, there's that's no blood you, force trauma. It's all bones. I'm, I'm, I don't know. That's you thinking there's just all bones. I'm telling you, they were able to, there was no defensive wounds. So That they could tell. Yes. Yes, because what's left of the body? We don't know. Right, there we don't know. There could be a little bit of tissue. I'm assuming that there is a whole lot left. Which, if you're going to assume. You've seen stuff before. We, we know Months. that there's enough. Listen, we know there's enough for them to rule that he died via drowning. So his lungs and everything are still intact. Well, we don't we don't know that actually because we don't know what was left. If it's open and shut, they could just be like, "Well, there's no evidence he was murdered, so it's probably an accident." No, no, no. They ruled his death as drowning, or his cause of death was drowning. But how do they know that? That's what I'm telling you. At least the lungs. I mean, you can tell when someone dies from smoke inhalation before they drowned. You know, via inside the lungs. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. That there has to be enough lungs there still. To determine that it was, otherwise they would put undetermined or something like that. They wouldn't just put, yeah, drowning. But if they don't care enough to close the case, then who knows what the fuck they did. You know how many people fucking open and shut closed cases just because like, well, we have yeah. enough. All I'm saying, it could be just lazy police work. 
It could be they just had the fucking corner shut it. This has happened so many times. That's the only be. reason I'm bringing I'm it up. I'm not saying you're wrong. These small towns are like, yeah, well, seems open and shut to me. Like, Yeah, I think if it was just bones found, I don't think anybody. But it's months, Riley. That's why I'm saying. I know, I know. What are the chances of lungs being left after months? Let, let's actually look it up here. How much can a body decompose in two months? Okay. I just want to see. But also keep in mind, this is this is a credit on your end that it is freezing water, so it easily could have survived. But even if the lungs were there, I doubt they were fully intact. I just, months? And who knows what the fuck was eating it? Like, I just, I don't know. A week or two? Okay, maybe one month? I don't know. I just, my thing is, um, why would they rule it as drowning if there's no sign? There's nothing to point to it being there's drowning. There's nothing to not point it to murder, though. So, of course, they're going to make, well, he was found in water. This just sounds like it's very convenient. He's found in water. And it just sounds like they easily could have been, well, it probably was a drowning. This has happened so many times before. That's the only reason I'm bringing it up. All right. Well, that was unsuccessful because I could not find anything <laughs> really. I mean, there, there's saying. like different stages of it but there's no like yeah well after two months you know yeah it would be like this but yeah i mean you could be right it could just be lazy detectives not wanting to yeah i just i i feel like more questions would be right i mean it's 2015 that this took place it's not like this was like the 80s where it was like oh but it's still you know it's still it every police force is different yeah. Especially yeah. when they're smaller, smaller towns. This isn't like, you know, the fucking LAPD or anything. This is like little fucking Minnesota or whatever. Yeah, and... I mean, still a big, obviously everywhere has small towns. Yeah, but. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm i just, I would like to think that uh, they would not classify any cause of death if they don't know, you know? Yeah, well, it's been dumb it's before. Like, That's why I brought it up. Right, I know. But so then, many then it makes you question, if you go down that route, though, you could question everything, like. Was it really the cause of death that they got strangled, you know? It's like you... Yeah, you know, exactly. Right. Who so knows? then at that point, you that's just opening up the whole Pandora's box where Which everyone you shouldn't trust did, anything. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm drawing the line at... Not drawing the line. I would like to think you would just not put a cause of death if you don't know the cause of death. That would be nice, so right? If everyone you, did would, you would think that uh, the private investigators or Karina, Kareen would would be like let's get a second opinion on this yeah you know maybe that's what she wants to believe maybe she wants to believe it was just an accidental drowning i don't know maybe she knows maybe it wasn't. she wants to leave it like that exactly maybe she knows it wasn't yep and now i think we're on to something <laughs> because she's not asking for a second opinion on the autopsy well, some people don't know what to do in those situations maybe like, maybe she's and... more than happy that it's an open shut case yeah Hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. It's perfect timing. I'm all out of energy. I'm <laughs> perfect. Checked out. All right. Well, I've been checked out for the last forty minutes. I've been Hate to say out it. For the last twenty nine years. <laughs> Have you checked in yet? No, it's pending. No. All right. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed that. Um, I would like to know what uh you guys think might possibly be the situation. This is if the stuff any that keeps me up there. at night. Like, not like I'm gonna turn into a fucking private investigator, but like. The little details. Yeah. Like, why are the lungs still there after months? See, like, I, I again, am fucking on, uh, bothers me. Yeah, my thing is, like, 
Well, How? you you could answer that question. Obviously, shit, you know, shitty investigative work or lazy detectives. Lies like you could just. Lies? I'm saying that you could just assume that they they weren't there. Well, we don't know. Yeah, I can't. Assume. So, I'm I'm still confused as to why the friends were so adamant on making sure that he was safe enough to not drive, but would just leave him at a gas station. Yeah, like follow him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. care if he's so adamant to be dropped off. Be like, okay, bud, here you go. What I'm not leaving you What if the wife you, and William were having an affair? Ooh. What if they were sleeping together, the wife and the best friend? I actually she... had that in the notes. Not that they were sleeping together, but, like, that he was working with her, that this was the plan. But, I don't know. Who, Who knows? knows? Who knows? Jinx, Yomi, I don't know, something. Anyways, all right. Thank you, everybody, for uh, Thanks, listening, watching, uh, watching, watching. And if there is, yeah, any any theories you guys yeah. have out there that Message we haven't discussed, me, comment. Yeah. yeah, I'm interested. Let us know. It'll be uh, quite the journey. That's why we're, we're on. here, right? It's the banter. <laughs> hey y'all! All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, this has been another episode of True Crime Banter, and we'll talk to you next time. Adios.